on this episode, I go into the value of time when it comes to technology. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 18 of Arv's Notes. Last episode, I did say that I was going to go through another example of blockchain, and I'm going to hold that off for next week's episode. Next week, Tuesday, you will get that example. But today, I wanted to pull it back to some of the things that I was experiencing in my business. Um, and it's something that I think that too many of us now, as we start to look through technology, we're not actually taking this key metric into account when we're creating business cases, presenting them up the line to management. Um, something that is not relatively well understood when it comes to technology and technology investment, in my personal opinion. Um, so I really want to tackle that today, and that is the value of time. Now, I think the conversations that I've been having recently with with customers, prospective customers, even customers in, in past roles, has always been about how much is the technology going to cost? What is our return on investment? And they even got to the point where they were comfortable with, with soft metrics, stuff like customer experience, stuff like productivity gains, rather than the hard monetary metrics, like I put a dollar in, I'm gonna get $5 back out. Um, and so while there has been great shift in the way that we look at value creation in technology, no longer hard metrics, but looking at soft, almost intangible metrics that we now understand is going to create greater impact uh, for our customers. And through that experience benefit, through that lack of friction, that there's going to be uh, a measurable return somewhere down the line around customer retention, customer onboarding and acquisition. And so that part of the space in understanding technology investment is relatively mature. But the one thing that's coming up more and more is as technology starts to advance so quickly and we start to get a number of different solution providers coming into the market that have their own take on how they solve challenges in their markets with more options out there in the market this assessment um, is becoming incredibly inaccurate in its realization of value or its return because very rarely do i see organizations taking into account the time costs of any decisions they make so i'm how I'm going to tackle this one here is firstly start with what I mean by time investment and two, put it into the context of a world that is changing as rapidly as it is. So when I talk about time, I'm not talking about this is going to take a year to complete. This project is going to take two years to complete. That's not what I mean. That part there is also well understood in the project. What I'm more talking to is the opportunity costs that come along with technology when there are multiple options to choose from. So you may make a decision today and you may deploy a piece of technology and it takes you two years to fully execute on. You've deployed this into your, into your organization. The organization has rolled it out. People start to use it. And at that point in time, when you start to measure all the metrics that you hoped would be firing now, you realize that 
shit, it was the wrong choice. And so the issue that we have now is that you've gone through a two-year deployment. But in that time, you've actually lost two years. There's an opportunity cost associated with that. Because had you assessed and realized, okay, there was a level of risk with this project, there was a two-year deployment cost, um, and we're not going to see value for two years, what other options are on the table? How long are they going to take to deploy? When will we be able to measure to see results? The opportunity cost in terms of the time is going to be very, very different. Because if you go through an entire two-year deployment and then get nothing from it, you are technically two years behind everybody else who made the right decision. And today, and now moving on to that second part of the conversation, with the world changing as quickly as it is, You've seen technology almost reshape industries. Since the birth of social media in 2006, we've seen entire, entirely new social channels to market, engagement with customers, fundamentally shift, create brand new jobs and roles over the last 10 years. So imagine now you're deploying technology in a two-year window and you get zero return from it or minimal return and you have to roll it back and do something that you now know has to be done instead. Now, if your competition has gone out there and is able to deploy the right thing, they're two years ahead of you. And in a world changing as quickly as it is, that can mean the difference between surviving in your market and dying. And so I think what I press to every single one of my customers today is, Stop looking at technology as just a monetary cost and a time to deploy, but start to understand the opportunity cost associated with time for everything that you start to do. And I can almost, I'm not going to guarantee it, but I can almost say that when you start to match these multiple projects up together, and each one will have its own unique circumstances. One, you may be able to measure a result you know, halfway through the project. One, you can only measure at the end of its deployment because it's useless without it being fully deployed. Some you may be able to check in monthly, but because of that, you, because of that being able to measure different points in time, you're actually mitigating the opportunity risk associated with time. And that risk mitigation in these business cases may actually fundamentally change the direction of in which you take when it comes to technology. So something to definitely keep in mind. Another thing that as well that has come uh, up in my conversations with customers is that, you know, we're coming to a point where we've got so many things off the shelf um, versus do we go and build it from scratch? And again, the time opportunity cost comes into play here. Um, and I think is a great walkthrough example for how this is actually done in practice, in real life. So one of the examples I want to walk through where this time value and opportunity cost really comes into play is something that um, is reshaping a lot of what we do, and that is the Internet of Things. You know, as we connect more and more devices to the internet, there's going to be a lot more value to be created from leveraging the data from these IoT devices to automate, create value in various contexts. So you're starting to see a lot more companies coming into the space. And a question that comes up a lot is, 
when you're talking about the Internet of Things, and you're talking about automation of various environments, do we build our entire platform from scratch? Or do we leverage what's existing in the market and tweak it a little bit and create an overarching layer with our smarts? And the conversation that I've been having in this space um, has been really about the intellectual property and how you can protect it and how you can commercialize it. When you talk to so many different uh, people about this, you'll always have them in two camps. One camp will be, we need to build it from scratch. Because if we do, we have unique IP, intellectual property, that we can then take to market and commercialize more effectively. We can protect it easier. We're less prone to competition if we're in a niche, um, which ultimately, while it might take a bit more money, um, will yield a less risky result for us as we take it to market. Then you've got the other side of the fence who will say, there's no point building anything from scratch anymore if it exists already in the market today. What we need to understand is and find out where we're going to create value above all these commoditized solutions to our customer. So let's bring it back into an actual example because that can be gibberish to a lot of people. You know, let's look at the smart home. You know, you've got big players like Amazon, Google, Apple, who are really dominating this space at the moment. And when you look at the smart home devices, they've created their hub already. You know, they've created that central point that multiple devices can connect to. Um, they've created that interface for human uh, interaction with that smart home via voice. And so they're, they're, they're investing a hell of a lot of money, a hell of a lot of time, a hell of a a lot of R&D to create these devices. And so for me, that's a no-brainer. You don't build another smart home device um, if your end goal is to automate the home uh, to aid people with a disability. Instead, you need to understand how do you, how do you automate the home in order to create that value to the end customer. Now, when it comes to IoT, there's a number of different elements that you need to get into place. So it's not just about collecting the data, but you need that IoT platform that's able to take data from multiple sources, store it in such a way, apply an analytics engine that has a level of smarts that you've inputted into it to then produce an outcome, and that might be a response to automate a part of the smart home environment. It might be... Um, alert an individual about an event that has happened. There's many different automation tasks, but you need that backend built. And this is where the discussion really uh, came to life. And it was, should we build that IoT backend or should we see if there's someone in the market that's already done it and we just apply that intelligence layer to the analytics? Now, this is an interesting one because... If building that IoT backend from scratch means that you have a level of control over um, the platform itself, you have less people interacting with it, you have more control, which means you can take it into many different directions. On the flip side, you're not if you're not an expert in building IoT backend platforms, then you're inherently bringing in a lot of risk. 
you may not build it in the right way. The way that you build it may not be open to how other devices in the future will want to connect with it. There's a lot of overhead, there's a lot of maintenance that comes with it. And so again, the, the discussion around IP versus leveraging a commoditized product. And the thing that I bring into this conversation now every single time is the time value. If you are creating a solution in the market, if you are looking to make huge investments into technology to create a product or service, if you do not understand the time implications for what you are looking to build, to taking it to market, to achieving revenue through a commercial model, you're not going to make, you're not going to understand the true implications of your choices because there's always going to be an opportunity cost. It's not about, it's going to take us two years to build this IoT backend platform and in parallel, yeah, we can build the smarts in so we will get a commercialized product in about two years time versus we build on top of existing platforms. You know, organizations like Microsoft with Azure and uh, Amazon Web Services have IoT platforms uh, built into their cloud products. So you can leverage these and build on top of. And so if we did that, actually we could roll this out in eight to nine months. Now, it's not about the eight to nine months versus the money in versus the return or and if that return is less than a product that you build from scratch over two years, I'm not worried about that per se. What I'm worried about is if you're gonna lose almost 15 months of time by not executing in market, what does that mean uh, to, um, to you from a competition perspective? You know, there's a time element of losing 13 to 15 months to allow competition to come in to gain market share that is gonna be incredibly um, underestimated especially in fields as fast moving as the internet of things. And so bringing context to the market, bringing context to the time and the opportunity cost of not of being out of the market for X period of time has to be taken into account because that weighs in and actually adds a level of risk to building something from scratch. Even though on paper, it looks like it's more defensible, it's, it, you're gonna gain more value, you're gonna gain more revenue because you are delivering, there's less outgoings to other providers who are do, building different parts of your solution. You're building it all in-house, you have full control, it's more defensible, you can commercialize it better, you can patent it, whatever it might be. You're not taking into account the fact that you are losing 15 months in a market that is moving so quickly that competition is gonna start popping up faster and faster, and that 15 months could be the difference between even being able to launch a product successfully and not. And so that adds huge risk to the longer deployment times. And so hopefully that example has kind of highlighted something that I, th I believe most of us almost instinctively understand but rarely apply to the business cases that we put together when it comes to technology. You know, time isn't about the time to deploy. It's the opportunity cost of what could we have done in its place. It's the opportunity cost of not being in the market uh, for an extended period of time as we build. It's the opportunity cost of time 
that is far more important today in a world that is accelerating and shifting and transforming faster than we can keep up with it. Time is the asset. And we need to gain a better appreciation and understanding of it when it comes to technology. So keen to understand from every single one of you how you do it in your business cases. Um, I'm happy to share in a bit more detail how I go about it. So definitely hit me up on, on the messages. I'm more than happy to respond and interact with every single one of you on this topic. Um, something that is completely underrated that we need to bring up to the forefront when we do our business cases. So that's it for this episode. Uh, something that I think really needs to be tackled in a much bigger way than it is at the moment. Uh, hopefully you agree with me. And if not, let me know. Because uh, if I'm fundamentally wrong and I'm just saying random things to this camera right now and you're listening and you fundamentally disagree, let me know. Uh, it's the only way that we're going to move forward. So as always, thank you so much for stopping by and I can't wait to see you guys next time. Thank <laughs> you.